Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions, and the host of this show. Mary Trunk started as a painter, became a dancer and choreographer, and has been making films for over 20 years. She spent seven years filming four mother artists for her most recently completed feature-length documentary, Lost in Living. The currently released short documentary, The Past is in the Present, is about the Pulitzer Prize-winning composer Gunther Schuller. Mary is also working on an interactive website called This Woman's Life that will feature stories about the invisible women in our lives and what they can teach us about survival and living life to the fullest. Her newest hybrid documentary project, Muscle Memory, focuses on memory, age, and the desire to keep dancing in some form or another. Mary also teaches film and video at Mount St. Mary's University, Loyola Marymount University, and Art Center College of Design in Los Angeles, California. Carol, your friend Donna Hauser is attending Mount St. Mary University graduate program right now, right? Yes, that's what I hear. And, uh, Claire, it was through Donna that I learned about this incredible program, and I think our listeners will be pleased to know the benefits. So thank you, Mary, for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Well, we want to know more about Mount St. Mary and the mission of the Graduate Film Program, because please share that with us. Sure. Um, Mount St. Mary's University uh, is here in Los Angeles, and... They have, uh, about four years ago, they created an MFA film program that is, what's unique about it, among one of the things, is that it's on, it takes place on weekends and evenings. So it's really designed specifically for, for working people and students who need a flexible schedule and, and a reason, reasonably low price tuition. So um, what happens is the courses are held on alternating weekends for a total of six weekends in one semester. So uh, students generally um, complete the the program in five semesters, which comes out to about two years. Um, The classes, which is really great, are between six to eight hours at a time for each course. So it's very intensive, and we get to do a lot in that period. You know, the classes, it's part lecture, part demonstration, part projects, and it's, it's it's an immersive kind of thing, but it's quite flexible for people who are working, uh, have full-time jobs, or just don't have the time to go to school during the week. So um, it's really um, kind of a unique place for, for that situation. And, um, and I really, I, I, I like the program in that sense. I like working those, that I, have, I really love having classes that are that long. And, and the other thing that's great about the school is we're, our campus is a satellite campus of the school itself, and we're at Sunset Gower Studios right in Hollywood. So, wow. um, yeah, it's really great. Um, 
and that really gets, you know, has the students sort of in a space that, um, that really gets creativity going and gives them some experience with real world film industry situations. And um, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's really a great program and uh, I've been there since kind of the beginning. So um, it's, um, it's been, yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's unique in that sense. It's on a, it's on a studio lot and it's on weekends and evenings. And, and well, the other thing I would does, add, yes, yeah. go ahead. Well, I just wondered about the working on a studio lot. What did the facilities provide for you? Well, um, we're at Sunset Gower where we have a, a space right on the lot. So we don't, um, students uh, really get the experience of seeing other productions happening around them. And also, they're, they're, if they want to, they can actually uh, meet people on other productions. We often have guest speakers at our school from these productions, people from all different departments in the film uh, production process. And um, it's easier for them to get access to internships and possible jobs even because they're right there in the midst of it all. And, um, and they, you know, we have classrooms that are set up for uh, working, you know, creating work that is much like being on an actual set. So, um, so it's, 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 I think that's the main thing for students is, and they seem to really like that. So, um, so I think it's unique that way. Yes, it sounds like it. I think that's wonderful. Now, tell me, um, how many students uh, are normally enrolled, and how big is the program? Well, we have about, um, I think there's about 50 students in, um, in the graduate program, but they also have a, um, an undergrad film uh, program, film and media communications program, um, and that has about 50 to 60. So, uh, all the students, both graduate and undergraduate, take classes, production classes at the studio. That's where all our production takes place. Um, mm -hmm. So what's kind of nice about that is that graduate students and undergraduate students work together on a lot of different things. And the undergrads get mentorship through the graduate students, and the, all the equipment is right there. So... Um, uh, so that's that's and it's a small program. There's you know it's not a lot of students, so they get classes are no larger than maybe 16 in each class, and some. Oh, small, wonderful! Yeah, it's great that way. Well, um, what's the application process? What do you require? Well, much like any graduate program, uh, we definitely um, need an application, an essay, and a resume, transcripts letters of recommendation, um, and in our program, the MFA program, we have a fall and spring entry, uh, so you can apply to be enter in the fall or the spring, and, but we do, we do require a creative portfolio, which can be, um, it doesn't actually have to be a film portfolio. We are open to having students um, consider our program who come from all kinds of disciplines, because I, I mean, I truly believe that people can be in the film business in many different ways. You know, we have writers, we have editors, we have cinematographers, we have people who work on the crew. Um, and so they bring people from literature, from science, they bring things to 
filmmaking that we think is important. So sometimes we'll have people apply and they'll submit screenplays or they'll submit a novel or they'll submit photography. And, uh, and they pretty much start their film studies at Mount St. Mary's in the grad program, which is another thing that kind of makes it unique. Um, so that, that's, I, I think it, the specifically if students wanted to know exactly what's required, not only, they could go through admissions, but we, we're pretty flexible. We, you could talk to the director, Kelby Twaits, and find out you know, what you actually need to submit. Where we don't have strict guidelines, but we do need to see something creative. Okay. Well, tell us about the different tracks or specializations that students can focus on. Great. Um, let's see here. There's so many. Um, we, uh, we definitely have concentration. So what happens is um, students come in and they start in the program taking their core classes, which we think, another thing we, we, we believe is that uh, students should get an overall uh, idea of what goes on in the film production process. So they take an intro to digital video production, and that really helps people who don't have any film background. And then they also take two production classes where I teach a production one class, which is um, where I put people through, uh, not through, that sounds terrible. Um, I actually require them to do a lot of work, and they have to do all of it. They have to learn how to produce, how to film, how to edit. And they do it quickly so that they get an, a, a real sort of overview of the process. And then after they take those classes, they can concentrate in screenwriting, directing, producing, documentary, cinematography, editing, uh, visual effects, and we just added a new program in photography. So there's a lot of different concentrations that people can choose to do once they've gone through the basic core classes. And in some ways, those basic classes help them figure out what it is they want to concentrate on. No, they can find what they love the most, what appeals yeah. to them. Yeah, I think it, it, in some people they, sh you know, they show up and they, they, they have a, uh, an idea of what goes on in the film world, but they don't have that experience yet. And sometimes they'll show up and they'll say, "Wow, I didn't know how how much editing is is a is really makes a movie, and I really love it, and I want to start working in that area." When they they started out wanting to be a director. So yeah. it's, it's really kind of a great thing that they get exposure in the beginning to everything all at once and get an idea of where their talents are and where their focus needs to be and what they're really passionate about, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, that's the truth because I found I just love producing. I think yeah. making everything come together is so much fun and and that's been something I've loved to do because uh, over the years, and, and not only films, but events and things you you're producing all the time, one thing or another, right, Mary? Oh, absolutely. It's it, I think producing. That's I think producing and editing are the two skills that people don't under don't always you know they're they're underrated when those people do almost everything all the time. <laughs> I, yes, I'm just they are. Impressed by that. Um, and you're right, you know, especially nowadays, I think filmmakers uh, have to know how to produce because you're often self-producing your own work. It's, uh, it's really part of, part of the process now, you know, I, I, and I think it's important for students to learn that kind of stuff. 
and, and be organized and understand what it takes. Oh, yes. There's so much to it. It's an amazing thing. Amazing. And, and editing, too. Um, my daughter and I were working on a film together. Oh, great. So she set up, uh, yes, we have a lot of fun working together. And she set up an editing room one time. And I and for two hours, I said, two hours? What are we going to do for two hours, you know? And we were down to like three minutes left, and some guy was knocking on the door to get the room. And I opened the door, and I said, we have three minutes left. And I closed it in his face, and I thought, I've never been so rude, but I'm not leaving here till the last second. Yeah. I never loved anything so much. But I, you know, but I had to choose. I was running a business. And right. I, so I think I can do the producing because that's a natural for me, and uh, I'll leave the editing for the next life. But that's I love right. it. It's well, fun. I, I I really do believe that editors can make or break a, a film. They kind of make it happen. I I almost think it's a magical thing, because especially in documentary, as you probably know more than I do, even that you know you have all this footage, and then you have to find the story within that. And that takes a lot of, not only are editors amazing in, in, in constructing that, but also they're story consultants. And that, that to me, is, is a really important trait in an editor. And um, I love it, too, but I'm not one of those people that can sit at a computer for hours and hours. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, but I admire it greatly. And, um, and, I, and I have definite um, feelings about editing, but and I love the theory of it. But I, I and I just think it's 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 one of those skills that certain people really take to, and when they do, they they can be quite amazing at it. Yes, you should see the new film, the documentary out, Quincy, because the oh, editing wanna... is you're gonna love it. Oh, that's so great! Yeah, I I'm always looking for films to show my students too. So I, that was on my list already. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the editing is superb, and it's one of the highest vibrating films of the year. There is so wow. much love and care and support of your fellow man from Quincy himself. He's just a stellar human being, you know, and you don't want to miss a minute. I had to stop and rewind many times because he would be giving us uh, lessons from his father, things his father taught him or someone said to him, oh. which were profound. I, I loved every minute so that's my okay, favorite that's one. definitely on my list now that i i'm finished with my semester i have a little more time to to watch things so i'll that's that's on the top of my list now <laughs> okay netflix download oh good perfect perfect i have netflix okay. well now tell us what you think sets your program apart from other film schools well um i think um what's really unique about um the school itself is that um, it the students are there to really um, nurture their and and sort of light a fire on in their creative impulses, and I think that that that's really um, a, a great that that's what graduate school for me was all about. And sure, it's expensive, you know, any school is, but if you want to go somewhere where you can sort of connect with other filmmakers, cre you know, create your own community and nurture your talent in a space that 
that isn't in the real world sort of uh, business side of things as much, but you have that time to take risks and and explore. That I think we really give people that opportunity. And and I think what's kind of what I really like about the program too is that it's incredibly diverse. I mean, we're really committed to help um, women, especially. You know, Mount St. Mary's University is is uh, the undergrad is traditionally uh, a women's college, and it was started by the Sisters of St. Joseph of Carondelet, who came from France, and when they were here in L.A., they saw the need for educating women, and the first women they educated were prostitutes. Um, oh, my goodness. I know, and they built their school in Brentwood at the top of a hill where it wasn't Brentwood at the time. This is, I think, in 1925, and it was surrounded by just hills, and they bought that property and thinking, and no one thought it would end up being Brentwood and expensive. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's a beautiful campus up there, and their goal is to really um, educate women and underrepresented people. Um, and I really feel, I take that to heart, because I feel like, especially in the film business, women need to be represented, and they need to have their stories told. But the the more important thing is they need to be trained. They need to understand what the jobs are and what the, what is available to them. So I'm really committed to training women and underrepresented people because um, I think we need different perspectives. We need different stories. We need a more global awareness and perspective. And I think we just need those viewpoints from all parts of the world. And um, so... I think that's what makes Mount St. Mary's really special. It's really diverse. Um, our program has more women, more people of color, and I'm, I'm, my eyes get open to all kinds of stories that people have to tell. That, and they really learn how to tell their story, stories in a passionate uh, way. Um, and, you know, we have small classes. We, ha- we often have guest speakers because we're so close to Hollywood and and I actually have a lot of family members in the film business, and I bring them in. I bring in, you know, recently I brought in a woman who was a best boy. I brought in a, um, a director, a female director. Um, I bring in um, ADs and documentary filmmakers, people from Firelight Media and NALIP and National Association for Latino Independent Producers. So, oh, I love that group. Aren't they wonderful? They and so we even have students who are working there. So um, it's just it's 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 not a vocational. Hello. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought my phone. It was my phone beeping. I think it's telling me I have a phone <laughs> call, but I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> um, okay. Good. But we, we, I think we really try to focus and nurture talent and an individual and p- vision. Um, it's not, you know it's not a vocational school in the sense of like we're training people to become certain specific jobs, even though they could certainly learn those things. But we we see it more as an art practice, and and I think we're interested in helping people make movies that matter, you know, that make a difference, um, and. It's it's a flexible schedule. We have state-of-the-art equipment, and most of all of our faculty and staff they're professionals and they work in the industry. So the students really get exposed to uh, a well-rounded education in 
creating their own art and what goes on in the film industry, both in, in narrative work, television, and specifically, in my case, documentary work. Yes, that's wonderful. Well, tell us where people can go to learn more about the school. Is there a website you can send us yes. to? Yes. Um, the main thing I would say is for people to check out um, msmu.edu. And then once they get on the school website, they can go into academics and look under the different programs that are there. Um, but we also have a Facebook page, and we have an Instagram feed. And all of that, I think, is on the website as well. So it's, And we often post things there about what the students are doing, what we're doing in our classes, the open houses we may have. We have info sessions throughout the year where people can actually come and to the studio itself and talk to the faculty members and some of the students directly to see what it's all about. And, you know, frankly, I, I'm fine if people want to email me directly. Uh, my email is mtrunk at msmu.edu. Oh, wonderful. That's really yeah. kind of you, Mary. Thank you. Sure. Well, you also own and operate your own production company with your husband. So tell us about this. Oh, sure. Um, well, my husband and I started a company. Um, uh, it's called Ma and Pa Films, and it's that came because my name is Mary and my husband's name is Paul, so we just used the first two letters of our names, <laughs> not because we're moms and pops, moms and pops, but... Um, even though I do have a daughter. But, um, but we really did it as, as sort of a way to um, do our own creative work. Um, we, we don't often have that opportunity in our own paid jobs. My husband is a cinematographer. And so we really wanted to have an opportunity to work together. We collaborate often and take risks and try things out that, that are personal and passionate for us. So we've collaborated on feature documentaries, short documentaries. We just recently did a short narrative film. We've done dance videos, photography. And um, it's, it's a real pleasure. I mean, I, you know, my husband is an incredible cinematographer, and, and because he's a cinematographer, he's also a really good editor. So that's been great. And I often direct and produce. And um, we just do it because we are... We need that outlet. We need that pl space to kind of experiment and follow uh, our passion. So um, as I said, you know, we've done all different things, but we recently did this narrative short based on a short story. Um, and I'm working on a project um, called Muscle Memory right now. But oh, Yeah, I want to know more about that because oh, it's sure. about dancing when you're older. Uh, the woman who works it doesn't with me sound lives very very interesting, but but actually <laughs> hopefully it is um well muscle memory is um i call it a hybrid because it's both dance video and documentary um and when i talk about dance video um i i, I dance video is really a kind of a new um it's it's its own art form. It's a way to um, to create to show dance um, up close, to take it away from just recording from the proscenium stage, but actually combining cinematography and choreography to create a whole new visual language. So that's something I'm doing in Muscle Memory with incorporating that with a documentary about. Um, 
really about all my friends I went to school with at UC Santa Cruz um, in the 80s and how we we were influenced by dancing and working and um, what that how that reverberated through our lives. So um, I'm still in the midst of it. I'm getting close to finishing it, but um, it's it's I would say it's more of a poetic do- documentary. Um, and uh, I invited some of my former dance friends to participate, not only as interview subjects, but also as dancers. And they're they're willing. So they're they're in their 50s now, and they're dancing, and I'm choreographing on them. And I have to say, it's been an incredible delight and to do all that. And I think it is for them too. So um, it's it's unsentimental because you know. It does show the challenges, the physical challenges, some of the emotional tensions, and you know, it's we do have. I want to explore the meaning of middle age and all of its complexity, and using dance to do that with. Does that make sense? Hello, do you hear me? Yes, Carol, are you? Yeah, hi. It is hard, uh, but the the thing is that many times people, uh, they say people live longer and they're healthier when they dance. Do absolutely. you think that? Oh, I think it's absolutely true. I mean, it, you can see it in just in when we start dancing together. Not, it, what's interesting about that, too, is not just the physical act of moving, but the social act of dancing together and because what dance does when you're moving around together is it creates an intimacy that is wordless. And that, um, I think, that just makes you feel connected to each other as humans. And so I think that's super important for people to, to not only move, but be social, socially connected and be creative. It's kind of... Um, it, it makes you feel alive, and isn't that what it's all about? Yes, and a lot of times uh, therapists will tell you to go dance, to just yes. dance in your living room because you, to relax and to open up more creative areas in your mind and your body. And also for memory. I mean, it's been interesting because it's harder for us to remember sequences, and, you know, we don't move like we used to, but... Um, but we we find ourselves remembering how we used to do do it, and it it sort of recharges us, which has been really fun. And actually, I'm planning a big film shoot in January, my final dance video shoot with the dancers, and um, I'm super excited about that. So that's going to happen in beginning of January. Is that down here or up north? It's down here. I've invited them all to come down here. So. We'll see how it goes. Oh, good. Well, why are you calling this a hybrid documentary? Well, um, part of it is that um, it's dance video, and it's also uh, more more traditional documentary. Although I'm finding, as I'm working on it, it's becoming more poetic. But also, it's it started off with um, in sections. So I have a website which ha- which has all these short videos. So I'm introducing the pod- project in short videos, sort of dance videos, which you can people can check that out. It's musclememoryproject.com. And it's it's 
instead of just creating a two-hour documentary, it's a way for people to enter the story in a different way. They can watch short videos where they're introduced to different people, different locations, different dance videos, uh, more. And then, and then as they go through it, then, then I'll have a, a, like an hour-long, longer version. And I'm actually thinking I might even have more of an interactive site set up where people can really enter the story in different ways. So they can hear audio from people. They can see different things that are written. They can uh, look at different videos. They can decide where they want to start the story. So that's in the future, but that's why I call it hybrid. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, because we all are audio, uh, kinesthetic, and visuals. And dividing us up sometimes is a way to get your point across because some people really need to see it or read it or hear it. And exactly. So you, I mean, I that's find myself exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I. I mean, as much as I am a visual person, sometimes I don't have time to watch the 10-minute video. I can read faster, so I want to read it. Um, so I'm, and I have lots of written. Uh, archival stuff that I think people might be interested in looking at. So, um, and I'm a huge fan of podcasts. It's, it, I, as you may know, being living in LA, driving is is a constant here, and I drive for hours because I teach at all these different schools. So I listen to podcasts all the time. So I hope to include a podcast as well. Oh, that would be fun. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Well, tell us where people can go to learn more about you and your husband's production company. Uh, they can go to our website, which is maandpafilms.com. And we have a website there, and also there's a Facebook page, which is also on the website. So they can go there, and they can see all of our videos, or most of them. They're all, they're all uh, posted there. Great. Well, I want to go back to Mount St. Mary's University and ask um, some questions. Um, So you you say that you can graduate in two years. Is that for the master's class? What about, uh, I'm sorry, for the uh, graduate class? Yes. The the graduate program, um, most people, if they they take all the the full-time load, which is three classes per semester, they can graduate in two years. That, that also means that they would do a summer semester. Um, I, what happens, I will say, is that um, it depends on the workload for students, what they feel they can take on, because we do have some students that decide, you know, maybe I can only take two classes this semester, so they stretch it out. And we are completely open with, to that. They just have to complete 52 units to get the terminal degree. So there's 15 units for foundation classes, which I mentioned earlier, the production. Basically, it's production, editing, and sound. And then they, uh-huh. take, then they figure out their concentration, and they take 12 units in that, and then they take 12 units of electives. So what's kind of nice about that, too, is they might concentrate in, in, in screenwriting but think, you know, I really want to take a documentary class as well. So they can do that, even though they've concentrated in screenwriting. And then they mm-hmm. do a thesis and a capstone. And um, usually a thesis project is something that is either a short film or some, if they're an editing student, they might edit three different films. Uh, or if they're a cinematographer, they might uh, shoot uh, 
three or four different projects. Um, so we leave this, let the students decide what the thesis is. But um, it's a 50, it's 52 units, and generally I would say two years is if you're going for it complete, you know, full time each semester, including summer, and then. Um, but if not, I'd say most people end in about three years. Okay. Well, Donna was most excited about making a film, a one-minute film every week. Oh, so yeah. Tell us about that. That's so great. Um, yeah, she was, she was great. She was at our open house, and I was telling her about that. Um, I just have this theory. I tried it out in, in my dance video class, which I teach at Loyola, um, because I had a lot of students who um, were very new um, at uh, making films. And when you're in a class that um, where you have to, it's only we only meet six times. You have to learn things pretty quickly. And one of the ways I think people really learn quickly is to make work, make a lot of work. It's kind of like the ten thousand hours that um, Malcolm Gladwell talks about. And I, I yes. really do believe that that's true. That the more work you do, the more you see yourself growing. And so what I started to do is I had these dance students who had never really filmed much and they really only used their cell phones in the class but I said every week you're going to make a one minute film so we were we had I may had them do 14 films and I would give them specific guidelines like you know go and they couldn't move the camera or they had to move the camera a lot or they had to use certain shot sizes um, and I, I I really have found that now that I do that in almost all of my classes, students learn fast. And they also learn not to be afraid of the technology. They have to immerse themselves. So they, they learn quickly, and they learn to just get it done. And so that way they can kind of move forward into the projects they really want to do. You know, they might have a screenplay they want to produce, or they might have a documentary they want to do. But once they've, because they've done all this work, they've learned about production and f-stops and camera angles and focusing and I mean basic stuff but they learned it fast and they they did it on as in a in my by making lots and lots of work and and you know in some ways they've made a lot of crappy movies but that's okay they got that behind them and now they can go work on a more substantial project so that's been something that I found has I, I will say, though, that many of the students groan when I tell them this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it sounds like a lot of fun. But I want to know, do you tell them who's going to write, who's going to be the writer, the director, the editor, or do you let them decide among themselves? Oh, no, they have to do all of it. They have to shoot it and edit it themselves. So if oh, it's a one-minute person. Oh, each yeah. person makes their oh, – it's not together as a crew. Each person no, not does at all. their own film. Oh, my gosh. No, eventually wow. they, they work as crews, and, and often in my classes we, we do projects during class because we have so many hours where they work in yeah. groups, so they learn that too. But what I find is I want them to get a real overview, so they're not making really accomplished films, one-minute films, although I will say some of the more advanced students go beyond, which is great. I, I'm okay with people working within their own levels, um, but what I find is that, that they really just need to master the basics, and this is how they can do that. So sometimes a one-minute film is just about learning how to, learning depth of field, or learning how, different camera angles, or learning what a close-up is, or a medium shot is, or what a wide shot is. So it's not 
it's not that they're creating finished, perfect products. They're learning how to – I call them sketches, really. They're, they're sketches. So it's a way for them to kind of immerse themselves in And then they have to edit it because that makes them learn. And, and once they have that overview, I think they have a better understanding of what the whole process is. And so when they do choose something, I'm going to direct this, they understand what everybody's job is, you know? Yes, that's very important. Yeah. It, it's such a wonderful collaborative business, the film industry. Oh, it really is. And, and I think that's, that's one thing, another thing I really think is important to, to have them learn alongside these one-minute films is how to work with each other, how to appreciate exactly. each other's skills and talents, and how to understand that everybody brings something to the table and you have to, under, you have to really find it and, and you have to understand that you'll be working with all kinds of people. So it's important that you get along. Oh, yes. And you are open to receive because they have brilliant ideas. You never know who's going to come up with the, the best idea in the uh, crowd. It could be just the prop man come up with a great idea that will improve the film. So everybody has to listen and be open. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's another thing I would say about the program that I appreciate is that um, because we give students the opportunity to be creative and, and follow their passion, when they do go out into the world and work on a film set, even if they start out as a PA, they understand how to contribute creatively because they've done it. And they understand how to do it and when to do it. So I think that's important. They're not just um, there in a job. They want to be artists. So I think that's, um, that's part of the collaboration as well. Absolutely. Well, share some of your success stories with us, people who've graduated and gone on and done some wonderful things. Um, well, we have quite a few people um, who teach, which is great. And, you know, a lot of people get their master's because they want to teach. And they've, some of them have already been teaching and need to get their, their terminal degree to continue teaching at a university. So we even have a woman who's in the program now who's, uh, teaches in Sacramento, and she actually commutes from Sacramento to come to classes. Wow. I know. Wow. In, in a way, a weekend college works really well for people like that. We've had people commute. We have, we have one student commute from New York, um, which is kind of crazy, but she does it. Does it. And, <laughs> um, but she, this woman is creating a whole um, degree program at her uh, community college up, up in Sacramento, and then we have uh, a student who just graduated last spring who's working at Netflix now. She was a, production, a post-production supervisor, and she wanted her dream job was to work at Netflix, and that's what she's doing. And then we had oh, a couple of alumni do a horror film that just premiered at the Austin Film Festival. As I said, we have people working at NALIP. Uh, we have students who continually make short films that are in festivals all the time with awards. Um, we have people who write me all the time, thank you for helping me get this internship, working. You know, I, I often t help people, students, um, figure out how to approach companies and organizations to get the internships or to even get jobs um, and how to write a resume, how to get ready for an interview. Um, we've had people shadowing directors, um, 
one of the ones that one student that I really enjoyed um, lived in Bakersfield, and she uh, ended up doing a really great documentary about a drag queen in Bakersfield, and I really appreciated that she found that story, you know, in her own town and explored it and, and pursued it. So um, really, you know, I think the most, what would, to me what's so successful is that it kind of ignites this fire for them to make work and to continue doing it outside of school and to get their work out there and seen. And they do it. And seen, yeah. yeah. That sounds great. And, you know, Netflix, I hear, is a great place to work, but they are tough. They want a degree for almost any job, even a, a personal oh. assistant job. My uh, one of, person on my board is looking at Netflix to go to work, and she would, and I was shocked at just what a PA uh, is uh, required to have. So I, have, I would think this yeah. would be marvelous for people who want to get in that company. That's really great to know because, um, well, Chakisha definitely has her MFA now, but she and she's a she's an incredible person. So um, I'm sure they are very glad to have her now. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. Well, so you're really making a lot of filmmakers are coming out of there. I would also think that a lot of people who work in the film industry in uh, jobs that are, are just adjunct to that want to know more about the filmmaking process, and I would think they would be taking classes from you too. You know what? You're right. Um, it's it's so true. We um, we've had people who are in the business who who have been in a specific role, and they really want to expand that. You know, we've had visual effects people, post people. We have had art directors um, who who you know need to kind of cultivate and nurture their own creative output, and they want to do. And not only do they need a place to do that, but they need to have a community. They need where they can do that and and feel safe. And what's kind right. of nice, kind of have a cohort sort of situation where um, the incoming group, each group that comes in, really connects and works together. And you see them continuing that throughout their time at Mount St. Mary's, which really, and then even beyond, which is great. I mean, we've had people sort of partner up making documentaries, and then they're doing that when they leave. And they've developed it at our school. But people who already work in the industry, it's, it's, it, it makes – we see a lot of that, which I think is great because, again, it's a way for them to, to have a broader uh, sort of experience in their own work. You know, if they're going to go back and be an art director, now they can contribute and participate more fully so, and create their own work on, as well. So. And create their own work, yes, and they know everybody's job because they've done it. I I like that. I always knew everybody's job in my company, and I think that's very important. But to learn how to make films, if you're in a company related, uh, even if you're selling film or tape or something like that, it would be beneficial because you then get to release all your own creativity. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think it's it's, uh, it, as it, you know, in my own film, Muscle Memory, what I'm finding is that 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 college experience of being able to do our own work. Because uh, I went where I went to study dance, they they really required us to choreograph as well and make work. And that even though some of us are not, I mean, I'm still doing work, but 
some people are working with animals or, or you know, art directing or prop styling or uh, Pilates instructors. They still have that that creative sort of of fire inside them, and and I think it's influenced everything that they, all the choices they make in their lives in a good way. And in I, good I just way. think yeah. that's important. It's, it certainly is. Well, you have just sparked my creativity so much in this <laughs> conversation. It's such a pleasure to get to know you, Mary, and learn about Aww. your life in the school. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And I really, please tell us one more time how people can find you and how they can find the school information. Sure. Um, Mount St. Mary's University is msmu.edu. And then just go undergraduate programs or even the undergrad programs for the film and media communications program. And we also have a Facebook and Instagram feed. So if they just look up Mount St. Mary's University on either one of those, they'll find us. And then my email address is mtrunk at msmu.edu. And my websites are maandpafilms.com and musclememoryproject.com. Well, I definitely want to see the muscle memory. That's got my attention. That sounds oh, good, so good. I'm glad. Important. Yes, I think it's great. Well, thank you for joining us, and good luck. I know that uh, a lot of the filmmakers who listen to this will be thrilled to hear how they can put their weekends great. to work and end up with a degree. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, and, and I, like I said, I'd be happy to answer any questions, and maybe sometime we can have you come as a guest to one of our classes. I'd love that. You know, this I is would the love thing. that, too. Nobody ever teaches how to raise money in school. You send them out, they're all creative, they're ready to go, and then they say, well, wait a minute, where's the money? And you know what, you're up right, and that's something that I think what they really need. I mean, I definitely go over that with, and, and I certainly have sent them to sent my students to your website and to your book. Um, oh, thank you. Of course, and uh, they've been helpful. But to really hear from a professional, I think that's super important for them. So I would we'll have to arrange that coming up. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun for me. Well, Claire, yeah. thank you very much for helping in hosting the show. Yes, thank you, Always Claire. Always an honor. Yeah, okay. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, Mary. Well, I'll, I'll get to meet you then in the future, right? That was lovely. That'd be fun. Thank you so much for having me. Okay. Thanks, Claire. Bye for now. Oh, you're Bye. Welcome. Thank you. Bye. And also, I want to say to our listeners, I want to tell you how grateful we are for the donations that you've given at FromTheHeartProductions.com to support our podcast. Carol and I sincerely thank you, and we'd love to hear from you with ideas for more shows. What are some topics that you would like covered? Who would you like interviewed? Just let us know. And please join us next week for the Art of Film Funding podcast. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. 
Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N.com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to The Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.